Welcome to the Dan and Kimberly podcast. I'm just hiding behind you this whole podcast. Ha! Half, I, I have been for nine months now. I, didn't you notice? I caught that in a recording. <laughs> now we will keep that forever, even though it doesn't make me look good. It's bad for like everything I'm trying to do. So this is great. I will forget to cut that out. Excellent. <laughs> Convenient. I'm Kimberly Joy. And I'm Dan Payne. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. They're nice coattails. What can I say? Well, that's fine. That's fine. So today we're going to talk about something that we've kind of touched on, alluded to, like probably in every podcast, about this relationship that humanity has with um, the internet and how we put ourselves out there and the way we express things. And there's a label that's out there called virtue signaling. And almost everything I watched on it was the right saying that it's a left thing. And I don't know if that's accurate, but we're going to explore today that and the idea of, Dan called it sacred cows. What do you mean by sacred cows? Sacred. Um, so like, <laughs> that's a good question. I'm trying to think of like exactly what space I was in at that time. But like, honestly, for me, that entire thing spins up around how Because how people get in like their reality tunnel and their worldview, and like mm-hmm. you and I were like pretty loose on trying to like move stuff around <laughs> to like yeah. just see things from your perspectives. So we're in no way perfect. Like I, you speaking of like left and right, I see myself as very liberal. Um, mm-hmm. And while I try to be like moderate and in the middle, I hold like a lot of more open views than like more constricted traditional views. I just mm-hmm. happen to hold them. Um, and so it doesn't really matter where you sit on like something like a political spectrum, which I mean, doesn't exist. Like there's no like law of nature that defines that there's like some type of conservative liberal movement. That's all a mental construct. Um, and so, and it doesn't really matter where you lie on in like lifestyle. There will always be, Things that kind of bind, like bind you and your tribe around you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't realize that they're just a thing, just an idea, a value that like you kind of like are all resonating with, just like everyone else's, then it can turn into the exact same thing like a sacred cow, which is like that you think you have the one thing that either needs to be protected or if you're looking at other people that they're like being idolatrous and that their thing needs to be thrown away because you have the correct thing. This, this is once again, me on a soapbox of how I don't believe in like capital R right or capital W wrong or capital T truth. Um, and so uh, I know I will probably have resistance from a section of the viewership. But that's fine. Uh, it just, even as an, you know what, I'll back up. Even just as an academic exercise, though, even just as a compassionate exercise, it's not going to hurt you just to like step back and look at everything like it's a fair game and like try to figure out like why people do what they do mm-hmm. and what they're doing. Uh, yeah. 
I think there's some fear from a lot of people that like, if you do that, you will be like corrupted away from your views. <laughs> you know, you will, you will lose your way on the true path and you will never be able to find your way back to the true values that will lead you to health and happiness and whatever. But the truth of the matter yeah. is like, I don't know. When I look at a value that doesn't resonate with me, I'm like, it's interesting they hold that view, but I'm not, I'm not like, oh my goodness, I'm going to, I'm going to hold that view tomorrow now that I've read about it. Oh no. I'm just like, I'm going to put that down. It's really easy to put stuff down. I don't know why people are, everyone's so afraid of picking stuff up because it's really easy to just be like, not that one. I'm going to go over here. Uh, I think that uh, the interesting thing that occurred to me when I was watching this, all this stuff was, I think you're right that it's a, it's a willingness to pick up and put down things, but I think some people get tied into a thing and that's not necessarily bad. Mm -hmm. And I was actually wondering if it has to do with the erosion of kind of how we used to all either be Methodist or Catholics or like we had really clear boxes. Yep. This is my tribe. I'm a Methodist. You're a Methodist. Sweet. You're my tribe. There wasn't a lot of shouting that had to go on. But now all of those boxes that used to be really solid are eroding. And even people within a church or an ideology are splitting farther and farther apart. So it almost seems like this outrage culture, yeah, it can be messy, it can be immature, but it almost seems like people are saying, hey, is anybody else like me? Because they don't know where they belong anymore. Yeah, and because... So you you wouldn't really be in a position in the past... This is why the internet's so interesting. It's interesting that like one of the things that's led us to riffing on and talking about pre-podcast was like, Bo Burnham being both entrenched in popular media and like rebelling from the inside about how like from his perspective like awful and like unusually corrupting it is in these like weird interesting cultural ways Mm -hmm. um because the internet's just fascinating right so there was like the old view I grew up on the internet and there was like the old view where like now we have access to all the information we could ever want and you can go join a fan club of your favorite book or you know music artist it's so cool this dude wrote fan fiction about this thing and i never would have known about it because he's over in australia i got an email from someone in you know japan <laughs> there, there was all this stuff right but now the internet's matured into this like mundane thing we all have um i'm not going to use the phrase like take for granted because i don't think This is something that I also push up against is that like, if you are born within a set of tools and a system, I think it's like unwise to vilify a set of people by saying they're taking some, the only thing they know for granted. Uh, Cause it's like, I don't know how to not know the world the way it is connected now. And it'd be really like hard for me to pretend like, like I do. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the taking for granted piece. It seems like it's just what's normal. How can you take for granted what's normal? Yeah. I guess how can you not take for granted what's normal is the opposite side of that question. Anybody without what is normal to you would assume that you're taking for granted what they don't have. Right, totally. And it, I mean, and there's been a movement around that, around like wealth, right? Because Mm -hmm. like in the West, we have lots of stuff, like clean water mostly. And... (laughs) And like food, mostly, and so on. 
um, and other places in the world don't. So then you can be like, okay, like, even though you have these things, you need to like be mindful and conscious and present with like what you have set up in your life. And it's, so the internet's interesting in that way because we're still learning how to be always on and always connected to not just your tribe, not just your church, not just your town, not just your peers, but like everyone all the time, if they're looking. And so, and this is why something like um, virtue signaling Mm -hmm. changes meaning. So I was reading like, well, I was on Wikipedia, but some other places too, but like they were talking about like how this thing that used to mean something really mundane and boring which was just like, we used to have churches and so on. And sometimes you would just want your people to act more pious. So you would say you're very pious <laughs> mm-hmm. or that being really pious is good. Right. Or, you know, if you want a government to look stable, you build really fancy, structurally sound, amazing looking architecture because then everyone walks into your town or city or they walk into Rome and they're like, wow, look at all the money they have. Right. So that was like the old school virtue signal, like, which is like, we are a stable empire. You should go get live with us or get conquered by us. Cause look at how tall our buildings are. <laughs> you can give us your tax money. See, we'll build an arch in your city. Right. It will, Done. it will stand forever. It will uh, actually, they kind of are. I know. Around. Well, so <laughs> not wrong. Right. Uh, uh-huh. And so it's interesting to see, cause I think it's a natural evolution. I think. So this got into an interesting thing, which I'm going to pivot to in a second. But like, my point is that now that we broadcast everyone all the time, um, signals that would have just reinforced your kinship with the people around you and like self-filtered like this set of the tribe from that side of the tribe and just like bound them tighter and allowed you to like put up your hand and be like, hey, are you a cool kid that's going to come hang out with us? Um, mm-hmm. And was like relatively safe because like people that didn't want to hang out with you just go hang out elsewhere. Um, now you're online. So like you get like the 100,000 people that raise their hand and be like, you're totally right. And then you get like the 5 billion people that raise their hand and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's wrong. That seems weird. And like, they don't live next to you or like really affect your life in any way, but you're connected. You're like very, really connected. And so there's this like, unusual not even unusual there's a very natural tension that builds which is like i can't believe everyone on twitter didn't agree with this very obvious flag i'm raising i wanted twitter to band behind the virtue of this thing and like how Mm -hmm. awesome we can all be together doing it or how you know just or courageous i'm being in doing it and yet there are dissenters get them out of the tribe except it's not a like there's nowhere to get out of (laughs) yeah you can't vote them off planet Earth. right there is no other island for them to go to currently so then it just like spins and spins and spins and spins right where like one side is like no you should be upholding this value and the other side's like no you should be holding this value and like they have nowhere to go mm-hmm. and it's like a pretty low energy investment like it's like it's kind of okay for me as an introvert that wants everyone to stay away it's a little bit of like a big emotional mental investment for me this is why i stay off facebook and i stay off twitter and all this stuff because like i don't actually get a rise out of that turf war And I think part of it is because intuitively I can tell it's never going to end. Like there's no winner. It's not really justified in the, in the way that like no one's aiming for a resolution (laughs) from as far as I can tell, like they're just like building camps, except they're digital. They're fake. I should know. I'm a programmer. I, I have a pretty good grasp of like 
how much of the modern world is hidden in these things that are cold and don't care about you. And like, they're very neutral. So maybe I shouldn't have said cold. Like, and so these, these lines, these digital lines we're building with these tribes, I don't think they can like resolve. Like, like there isn't some big like reformation or there isn't like some type of renaissance that like brings the internet together. So then humans will just keep doing human stuff, which is just Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be courageous and hold this, this value or do this thing because, you know, I want to be among my people and prove that I am one of them. And everyone else is like, that's a stupid thing. And then other people are like, I do want to stand with you. And it's just like, okay, how, how do we make the internet work (laughs) with, (laughs) because humans aren't going to, this goes back to my point of like, I don't think it's something we should rebel against and try to stop because it's like, it's part of how we all learn to communicate with each other that we're like safe (laughs) and that we hold like similar, similar memes or similar ideas. We hold like similar beliefs. Uh, And so I think maybe, maybe it's too strong to say we shouldn't try to make a stop. It's like, I don't think we can. Yeah. I think it, um, the rebelling against it and the trying to change it stands on the assumption that it's not working. What if this right. is what the internet working looks like? Is the right. little bit of friction and the tension and everybody sharpening their ideas and figuring out what works and being exposed to other ideas? And maybe the working part is just learning to debate in a healthier fashion. We're never all going to agree. Maybe it's just learning manners. Maybe that's all that really needs to happen. I'm, we all need to be Canadians. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm pro, I'm pro communication skill. And yet, I mean, we argue a lot up here too. We just do it mm-hmm. while saying, sorry. 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 You're an ass. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. You know, I know this might offend you and I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it anyway. And then when you finish, you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was tripping around on YouTube looking up um, virtue signaling. There was a bit of... Uh, information out there that I found interesting that a lot of times the assumption is is that underneath the virtue signaling people tend to lack lack the actual virtue because they're too busy holding up the flag right and I don't have any data behind that I don't know if it's true but it was two different interviews that were talking about how people who are actually living the virtue don't care to shout about it usually and so that was an interesting thing in my mind that I wasn't sure I could resolve internally. Did, did you have So, uh, yeah, okay. So I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm so glad you did that. Uh, I wanted to walk into this topic this way. Dear listener, we have no script. Um, ever. <laughs> and so... Um, I'm not, I don't think they ever thought we did. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I wanted to try to walk myself in empathetically. Mm-hmm. around like what people are trying to do at least in their mind if not in their heart when they are like mm-hmm. trying to uphold some type of value or virtue um the reason why on the grand stage these days this is causing so much extra tension and talk is because and this is something that comes up in the church a lot so i'm going to use the church as a primary example because this is like an easy way to um, separate uh, words from actions for me, because the church is a really obvious thing. So like, there's, there's an idea of like good works within the church. So like, you can do all you want to do 
you can say all these like virtuous things, but, but the way you are actually like part of the body of the people that are trying to move your faith forward is by like actually moving your feet, like going out and being out there and spreading the word and talking to people and living those values and like being the light on the hill. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and this is why I find it super interesting for like you to get the impression and to hear stuff of like the right saying that this is like a left concept. Cause Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of tension in virtue signaling already within traditional movements which is just like, oh, you're not a real Christian. You, you don't, you've never, you know, gone on mission or you don't, you don't take the, the summer party kit out to your neighborhood to get people together. Like you, you just, like the concept, the very normal concept that everyone listening to this will know of just like, oh, they just go to church. Yeah. Like it's, it's all they do. They're, they're Easter lilies. That's the yes. I knew growing up. Totally. And so like, mm-hmm. it's, it's always existed. And like, even in the modern era. So not going way back it's like it's always existed but like even in the modern era we all know what it is where we just have this like lukewarm feeling on how committed someone is to the thing they say they're committed to Mm -hmm. um just on the internet it's like weird because it has that like because the internet innately is like way more neutral like way less intimate and yet it still gives the a version of connection you get things like people tweeting hopes and prayers mm-hmm. or you get people i'm just thinking of like all the major examples i was seeing of that too that were like the canonical examples like um people on facebook changing their status or their picture to like represent a movement mm-hmm. like putting the pride flag on their thing but they would never actually go to pride right um or they don't make the time to go so i should be more fair um it's just like they did like their little bit, you know, they put some of their chips in like the, the social bin. Um, mm-hmm. But, but then the question is like, how much does a person need to do in society to prove that they're not being a hypocrite? And who gets to decide? Right. Is like, is like the core of it because mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to like quickly detour, but I'm going to be right, like right back. Cause there was this other side talking about virtue signaling that like, everyone's always a hypocrite. So like the people that are calling people out for virtue signaling are just signaling how much more virtuous they are and how much more true and authentic they are than the people that That's what they're I was talking about. Too. Um, oh, you're very angry about anger. That's so fascinating. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so that whole breakdown in discourse, like that whole mm-hmm. breakdown of the discussion of this topic by being like, Oh no, it's all bullshit is like, I get frustrated. We've talked about this before. Has this been on air? But we've talked about this, I think, way before. About, like, when you're trying to learn a new, like, put up boundaries or, like, learn a new skill in your life and personal growth, the people around you that have seen you for a long time, if they are mature and healthy, they will give you the room to act in a way that they see you as being a hypocrite. So, like... If in the past you used to like gossip tons or you used to swear a lot or you used to drink a lot or whatever, and now you're like trying on this like thing of being like, I'm not going to drink anymore. You know, I'm trying to like mm-hmm. do this thing. And so to practice living that, they're like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have that second glass of wine. But, but then it comes up for you being like, 
dude, a month ago, you and I got like totally drunk. How, how are, who are you to say that like, I shouldn't do this thing, right? And so when people are growing and trying to try stuff on and like transform parts of themselves, they may actually try to shift a part of their nature, which they have a long history of being different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is where I, I hear that breakdown in community breakdown in discussion again around hypocrites is like, it, it comes up for me in that area in personal growth. And then when we move out here into this, it, it comes up again. And I, I find it such a novel discussion because they're right. And also it's a, it's like a dead end point to me where like, okay, so now both sides are hypocrites. This is cool. Where do we go from here? Does that mean no one should say anything? Does that mean like you should only say things that are 100%? Like once again, we, I, I just get back to a space where it's like, who is being the judge and filter for society that decides if I'm able to open my mouth or not? Mm-hmm. Like who, who decides if I'm just or not? Um, who decides if I'm actually upholding a virtue or a value or not? Uh, my knee-jerk reaction is you. You get to decide that. No one gets to decide that for you. And I think that's the push-pull is we all outsource that. And we're trying to prove to other people so that they label us just virtuous. Whereas you can just stop drinking and not try to control your friends. (laughs) True. You can just choose to support whatever it is you want to support and not demand that everybody around you does. You don't have to take the tribe with you. You could just quietly do it. Right. And so it just gets into this really going back to like the very, very beginning of this entire discussion, because the internet is not a whole bunch of people sitting in a room trying to hash out like a resolution or some type of like synthesis of ideas or to move the culture forward. Mm -hmm. And because there's so many people and they're so like, while they may get exposed to other ideas, they are also like, the internet just has a nature of allowing you to be really, really in, entrenched. Like you can double down on your bias. You can double down on your, um, like all of your um, regular, oh damn, your reality tunnels. You can build an echo chamber. Yeah, uh, really easily. It's actually kind of one of the wonderful, insane things about the internet. So in this weird way, the internet is very disconnected, neutral, and almost cool. Like cool as in cold in the way that it like takes humans and puts them together. But one of the things that's really good at is like being able to just like construct realities. Yeah. Because being able to construct simulations and realities and reality tunnels can be like, doesn't have to have heart. It can actually be like pretty neutral. Um, Cause you just like, you just reinforce all your walls with mm-hmm. more and more input. Um, mm-hmm. And so it just makes me wonder, it just makes me wonder if there's like a healthy version of this or what it would look like, because the, the modern way of virtual signaling doesn't, to your point, doesn't seem to be like working because you can't tell um, the people apart, the ones that are like just stopping drinking and not doing whatever with their friends. And then they end up like posting on Facebook about how, like how great it is to not be drinking. And then a whole bunch of people are like, get up in arms. Cause they're like, Hey, don't virtue signal at me about how, you know, drinking isn't a thing. Whereas like, they're actually like living it and they're trying trying to be like proud and like tell a story and like do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, from the people that are like doing it as a 
as a literal social maneuver. Um, because now, not to totally throw all the politicians under the bus, but like it, it, it's it's worthwhile as a politician to have us to like have people have a certain perception of you. And so, like, even if you don't have like a total like ten out of ten set of views, there doesn't seem to be any harm of like pretending the three of them you don't hold, you kind of hold. Like, no one can stop you from posting, like, a vague sentiment on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you may be living, like, seven of the things that everyone's expecting you to be living and then just, like, pretending to hold the other three. And there's, like, no way we can prove it because we can't, like, sit you down. You don't come to a town hall. You don't, like, I don't have drinks with you. We, we're not buddies. Mm-hmm. And so the internet, it's it's weird, sorry, the the phrase on the tip of my tongue was like, dude, that's really messed humanity up. <laughs> but I mean that kind of with love as in like that we've created this amazing tool that like, we just, we're learning how to use it. We're learning what it means as a giant, giant global unified tribe of humans. We're, we're, we're trying to figure out like, Hey, let's just slam the old methods in there. Right. And now we're seeing, and I'm, I actually love that. I, I love that type of like laboratory, like the brute force laboratory experiment. We're just like, instead of just like sitting in, around and thinking and being like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Let's like plan it out and figure it. Is it the best way? Is it not the best way? What's going on? Instead of just be like, boom, let's just try it. And that seems what we're doing with like, with classical virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, being like, I am a justified person. I am righteous. Look at this view I'm holding. Or like, I really care about you or I really care about this thing. And now we're seeing like, how do you know? How do you know when you're not sitting beside them drinking coffee with them or when your grandma can't tell you more? Or like when there's literally no social social web connecting you, right? right? Like they are they are a totally isolated data point. And you're just like looking at a tweet and you're just being like, and so the knee-jerk thing as a human is to be skeptical. It's not, it's not to be trusting. So it's not to be like, oh, man, he really meant hopes and prayers. Like, instead, it's to be like, what an asshole. He doesn't even care that those people died in that plane crash. Uh, I think for me, <laughs> what I'm thinking about is the fact that before the internet, I mean, there was some of it before, but you couldn't see it as loudly. We all kind of lived in these little containers. I agree. Where we constructed a reality with the help of our friends and neighbors. And we thought that that was true. And somebody would come in and we would basically stone them because they didn't believe what we believed. So we could protect that reality tunnel. And now we have this internet, this tool where we can all shout at the top of our lives know, right? about our reality tunnel. <laughs> and we're confronted with the fact that it's not obvious to everybody, which can be terrifying because if not everybody agrees Maybe this thing that I believe isn't factual. Sure. Oh my God, what is happening? And then we get freaked out and then we shout about it louder. <laughs> sure. And in reality, they're all constructs. All the things we're shouting about are constructs. And so maybe that's the next evolution in humanity is understanding that all of these things are constructs and then working together to build constructs that work. And there's always probably going to be strife. I don't. I think humans are wired to all think one thing. Yeah, I agree. We are. And so now we don't stone each other because we're not insulated. And we're just figuring it out. But it's not, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's good that it's getting challenged because then everybody's reality tunnels are getting shaken. And we're able to maybe as a society start to delete some of the ones that are 
not so great. Like you can even see it in the last, oh, I don't know, 50 or 60 years. Um, like when my mom was a, a kid, beating your kids was fine. It was just accepted. Sure. Uh, taking advantage of your daughters was just accepted. Uh, it was just part of the culture. Yeah, we don't talk about it. Nobody knows. We just, we all just, that was culturally, at least in the United States, what was normal. And with all the shouting and the challenging, some of those things are getting deleted out. It's not okay anymore. And now we have all of this, you know, sexual harassment. How does that work? Uh, you know, Me Too movements. It's all very clumsy. Every single one is just so clumsy. But we're figuring it out. We're probably going to swing too far before we figure it out. But I think it's kind of amazing to watch humanity, at least the Western world, growing and changing and trying to, as a society that shouts and disagrees about almost everything, we've all agreed that beating your kids is probably a bad plan. Let's start editing that one right. out. So for me, it's kind of cool, it, like what happens in the end, but it's so messy. You know, to be fair, when you framed it like that, I feel like a little bit more optimistic. Uh, <laughs> to your listener, I, I told her to record this episode first. Because I, I wanted to try to stay as optimistic on this topic because I could with my willpower. Uh, so you did good. Uh, because there, you're right. There's all this like really, really fascinating. Wow, when I take a step back, that's it's so much more novel and interesting. Because like people are trying to figure out. So as a culture that doesn't necessarily as a whole think a whole lot about like growing and changing and transforming which is tough for me because I'm like so trapped in this reality tunnel that I'm like, why aren't you always introspecting? Um, it's one of the things that like dealing with a ton of like very, very rapid, like toxic behavior and like sexual assault and other things have brought up, especially with the internet, which is like this long form lasts forever chronicle of everything you've ever broadcast publicly, even though you didn't think it was public because you thought it was like a performance art piece that was only going to be seen by like, 10 people, but now it's like accessed by a hundred billion. So you get this, like you get the opportunity to bring to the top, like world cultural stage and say like, what does it mean for a person to grow and change? Like I went back 15 years and I see you're kind of an asshole. You're, you're holding all these really toxic views and it's just, it's not okay. Like some of this is like totally acceptable. And then the person 50 years later is just like, I haven't been like that for like 10 years. Like <laughs> I've gone through all these transformations. I've, I've started to do all this stuff. I hold these views now. And we're not resolving that. I like to use the words clumsy. We're being very clumsy with that conversation. Mm-hmm. We're not resolving it cleanly at all. Like there's a huge body of people that are like, no, fuck you. Like, I found this thing. You're a monster. Mm -hmm. If you were a monster 15 years ago, you have no way to prove to me. So this is, it's interesting to talk about this at the same time as talking about like virtue signaling. Because essentially the person saying like, you can put up no flag. You can do nothing on this disconnected medium. There's nothing you can do that will show that you now hold even a sliver of this virtue. I say you don't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so it's like the opposite side of it. Where, where like the the true nature of the internet, like the neutrality of it, mm-hmm. is just like I've changed before. Like it's a tweet. I don't know. So you have a tweet saying you changed, and there's a tweet over here saying you're a monster. They're both like a zero sum game. So it's like I guess you're the one I want you to be. 
Um, and so we're just kind of stumbling around it, but at least we're talking about it. So I'm actually, I'm feeling much more optimistic about this. Cause like, I agree with you. Like we wouldn't have even had this conversation in such a wide scale if it wasn't like so visible and so outrageous. Like it's outrageous to me. I actually get like really, really frustrated because like people can fake change and yada, yada. But there's a bunch of people that like legitimately do change their values and views. Mm-hmm. They mature, especially when you go back when someone was like 20 or like in their late teens or in their mid twenties or something. And now they're like 35, 40. And you're just like, wow, you were really obnoxious. And that humor was pretty awful when you were like 20. And I was like, okay, so was yours. So was everyone's. What are you doing? <laughs> like what is actually, so there's like, I think there's a little bit of like cultural hardware upgrading or software yes. upgrading that we're like working towards. I was going to say like need to do, but we're, we're doing it. We're having the discussions. We're doing them very poorly <laughs> from, from my perspective. Cause they're more like, we're sh- doing them as well as we can. Yeah. Have the culture right now. They're mostly shouting right now, but yeah. like one side being like, you're always going to be a monster. And the other side being like, I can't believe you're being so outrageous about this, which is also not a good way to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like just being like, you guys are being stupid is not also moving the conversation forward. So we're currently like, <laughs> we're definitely stumbling. Um, we are. But it's not like there are worth paths. Like we could have shut down the internet over it, or we could have locked down on free speech, or we could have like, there's a lot of ways where we wouldn't be having this conversation and it would be very stagnant and it'd be worrying because it's like, are we ever going to, upgrade this social culture so that we can better use this giant connective system we have. But, but instead, like we're still kind of wild West and freeform. This is why you're getting all the yelling. Cause everyone feels like they can just go on their phone and just like be whatever they want. Have a showdown with the tumbleweed and everything on Facebook. Yeah. And so I'm like, a, I'm a quick draw. Yeah. Watch me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that, so, you know, when you put it that way, that's great because at least through iteration and through generations like i think the next couple generations are going to handle this a lot easier than we are even this will all be in the history book sometime as a oh see this is how humanity evolved it was look at how messy it was (laughs) because it doesn't even feel like my generation because like i'm kind of opting out because i'm just like oh this is a lot like (laughs) i don't want to be in the middle of this do you think the millennials are opting out uh Facebook has been losing stock and usership for the last like three or four years, like heavily. Mm. They're, da- they're down like a ridiculous amount of percent. So yeah, actually, I think. And then people are, I mean, they're not mo- we're not moving off the internet. No. But this idea of like a giant melting pot, like let's pour everyone in together, <laughs> is like falling out of vogue because originally it was cool, right? It's like, man, I can, t- I can read a news post from someone from Australia and then talk to my best friend in Japan and then talk to this other dude in like England. Wow. You know, that's amazing. All from sitting here in my house in Alberta. Whereas like now we're just like, okay, I need to be more selective. Like again. (laughs) How interesting. So we're all churching down again. Yeah. Well, I think the world just got crazy, right? Like, and the world decided to escalate like we're we're seeing a lot of really interesting outcomes of having people on loudspeakers um that weren't obvious and are getting more obvious now uh it's a lot of reason why like people are leaving twitter (laughs) 
Because it's mostly. Yeah, I don't. I don't follow those numbers at all. Because it's mostly just yelling. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of yelling. It hurts my ears. It's interesting to watch from a distance. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I definitely opt out of anything that's heated. Okay, can we have an interesting conversation about this? Yes or no? Okay, no. Then okay, bye. I'm out. Well, and maybe yeah. more people will start opting out. Oh, there's heat here. Yeah, you're not the kind of person that I want to have this conversation with. And the conversations will um, cool off naturally because more and more people are opting out of the shouting matches because everybody's seeing that it does no good. Yeah, we may end up just building communities that can have like more thorough open discussions. I don't know what that looks like in the coming years, but it like in this ridiculous, weird way, I am really, really grateful in Canada to be like looking into the United States. I'm going to rush the United States for like one second, but like, hey. I'm, I'm really grateful to be over here looking in uh-huh. because the discourse that is happening online around like a whole bunch of American politics does not seem to be able to resolve itself on the traditional platforms we have. So like, And it's making it super apparent that like having that bigger discussion around like, what does it mean when you're trying to find the truth of something is is, like challenging to have on something like Twitter, Mm -hmm. where like most people just turned it into like a megaphone to like yell a very simple opinion. And so that might be a really good catalyst along with a bunch of other things, but it might be, it might be a really good catalyst for us to like build more solid communities that care about like discourse and communicating and like going down from like the big melting pot where everyone gets to pour in all of their voice to like still open but like a little bit more respected spaces but i have no idea what that would look like on the internet um but it does seem to be a, well i guess i'll put it differently it's a way that i would hope things move so that people like keep learning how to talk and keep getting to practice this stuff keep having discussions about virtue signaling keep like, mm-hmm. trying to figure out like okay now that we've unearthed this like travesty of culture like how do we figure out how to change it without everyone alienating everyone else or everyone like you know slaughtering all the allies that also you know i found a tweet 25 years ago that proves you're actually an enemy and not an ally and like continue all those discussions so that we can like treat humans more like humans Mm-hmm. Uh, and then still keep using the internet because I want the internet to stay around. So I, I hold like a pretty complicated, greedy view where it's like, <laughs> I don't want to lose anything we have and I want us to also use it better. Mm-hmm. I so I, I want to like win on both. <laughs> yeah. I guess my opinion is probably optimistic and naive that I see humanity to be predictably transcendent. I read that in a book somewhere recently and I just grabbed it and I just love that idea that we stumble and fall and we figure it out and Mm. we tend to come out of the other side better. And all of this stuff, all this shouting, everybody's getting tired of it. And it's always, I think it's always going to be there because new people will be coming in and they'll be learning the skill. You know, everybody's going to go through their kind of their adolescence on the internet. And I think right now we don't know as a culture what adulthood on the internet really looks like. Sure, sure. We're starting to figure it out. What does this look like? You avoid the shouting matches because it's like a really popular meme right now. Why shout on the internet? Because nobody ever changes their mind. <laughs> so it's becoming a part of the culture that this is stupid. Why are we wasting our time? 
do we know what the next step looks like? Not necessarily, but we do know that there is a next step. Okay, so we're all disengaging, but that doesn't mean people stop talking. Right. People opting out if it's heat or whatever. Um, and so my perception is that it will evolve into something else. It will continue to challenge people's reality tunnels. It will start challenging, I think, more and more the idea of identity because we have somebody's data points over a long period of time. What is your identity? You were a douche when you were 15. Are you still a douche now? Right. No, that's going to become a really interesting conversation as people have their entire lives online, as we have a historical database for, oh, look, here's you when you were two days old, all the way until they're running for president. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to continue to challenge those ideas that we haven't had this kind of flip book ability to flip through all of this information, all these ideas, data, data information on who a person was or ideas. We haven't been able to do that quick flip book before. So we, I don't think we've been able to, as humanity, see the patterns that allow us to release some of those things that we're shouting about. So to me, the internet is going to give us a, a unique opportunity to step outside of it as a human race more than ever before, because we can see all of those images in one go. Yeah. So I'm really optimistic about the future, but I tend to be overly optimistic in general. Good. So there you go. <laughs> I agree with her. You're <laughs> I'm with her. Wait, wasn't that a campaign slogan? <laughs> A good deal. Virtue signaling. Sacred cows. We don't have too many sacred cows. <laughs> I try to slaughter mine, but I keep. I'm a big. I, I keep the ones I really like. <laughs> I'm a big meat eater, so <laughs> I, I just kind of keep eating them nice. and pick up new ones. I'm sure. <laughs> well, thanks for exploring this. That was kind of fun. Yeah, thanks. It was good. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you next. Yeah, week. see you next week. <laughs> Bye.